Hello, Wanells. Uh, my name is Victoria Granda, and I am the trial administrator for the 2019 Unified Journal trial. Um, uh, first off, relax. Um, once again, relax. <laughs> um, really, this is just a month. Uh, the, the month of February, we're just going to give you information that you need um, to make this as painless as possible a process. Um, and really, it's a time to just get informed on what type of journal you would like to be on, what if you're interested in a journal and the like. And please approach it in that way and not a reason to stress out at all. All right. So we're going to go over, uh, over a little bit about journals. Because my understanding is someone else have to leave early, um, we're going to go over first uh, the mechanics of the tryout, and then we will have all the, it's almost all the EICs of the various journals, the editors-in-chief, um, introduce their own journal. So first off, we just want to talk a little bit about the benefits of journal membership. And this is something that I really, I'm going to welcome you to talk more one-on-one -on -one with each journal. And there's a lot of things that people talk about. People talk about, oh, it's just site checks. But it's really so much more than that. Um, you know, in, in, in uh, law school, we don't get exposed to a lot of just academic scholarship in classes. And this is really the chance to do so. You're going to get in all our journals um, the opportunity to really get a deep dive into what academics are saying and even practitioners and the like. Um, you're going to be able to, but because you're editing so much, you're going to be improving your own writing, your own thinking about law. It is an experience that is valued by employers, by judges, because of your ability to, to edit, that you've been immersed in legal scholarship, and your ability to handle the work that's required of journals as well. There's a lot of networking opportunities, and it's also important to say that you know you you there's a lot of friendships made and out of this with working with colleagues on the various journals. So We'll briefly just say what is a site check. So maybe every people have heard, oh, it's a lot of site checks, and some people might not actually know what they are. It's so when you join a journal, most of you would first be starting off on the editorial board, um, and basically you're you're just at, you're editing a piece. You're finding the sources that are, that an academic is saying. Um, something in a footnote, making sure that that's actually what they're saying it, that it says. Um, and so that's what's called substantiation. You're going to hear that word here and there, it's substantiation. Um, and you're going to make sure that all the blue booking is correct. And you often also get to offer critiques, suggestions. Make, sometimes you get to challenge something that even a, a law professor is saying and say, you know, I don't think that this is right. Um, and which is pretty significant. One of the really significant things that we have in law is the opportunity to be part of legal scholarship, which um, is nowhere else really in any other field that students are the ones handling, um, are the gatekeepers of, of scholarship. And you can be part of that through journals. All right. We want to, I just want to briefly talk about the events. I know that it went out in emails, but I want to really emphasize the importance of these events, um, especially the open house. It's going to be from 5 to 7. It was originally announced to be in Purcell. That got moved. It's going to be in Skoko. Um, and so basically, all the journals will be there, have a table. You can come up to us and talk one-on-one. -on -one. And especially if you're really interested in a certain journal, I recommend that you go to the offices where they'll have more members and you can uh, chat with them. I think it's really important that you make an informed choice before you mark down which journals you'd like. And this is probably the primary way to get to do so. 
you will have the opportunity to apply to so, uh, to three journals um, in addition to law review. Um, so everyone who completes the trial will be uh, considered for law review, and then you'll get up to three choices ranked. Um, and so this is why the open house is really important for you to know which one of the three you want. All right, we're also gonna have writing workshops and blue booking sessions. Um, I really recommend that you come to either one of those. It's gonna be the same thing at each one, it just gives you two options. All right, a brief word about personal statements also that I wanted to mention because this is something that is a little different this year. Um, and that is that, so everyone has a personal statement, every single journal. We all really highly encourage you to submit one to each journal. Um, Law Review this year is requiring, is beginning to now require a personal statement. Um, this is gonna be discussed more, the writing workshops, um, but it's just important to put on your radar that if, you're, if you want to be considered for a law review, you're gonna have to do a personal statement for us. Um, and that's gonna be distributed on the 14th and due the 28th, so it'll be done before the tryout, before either weekend of the tryout. And then what's important to note is that the other personal statements um, so which you can do up to three, are gonna be done, do, done after the tryout. It is extremely, extremely important that you do not use any of your tryout weekend to work on the personal statements. That's why they've been they're before and after. Do not use your tryout time for personal statements. And once again, we highly recommend that you do all of them. All right, just a brief word on the mechanics. So this is, again, something that's going to be, there's a lot of changes that are going on this year, and it's important that you know about them, especially because you might get different information from some older students. Um, basically, that's the same thing for each weekend. The way it's going to work is you're going to get the editing component. It's going to be in an email that will shoot out around 4 p.m., um, and you will have up to eight hours to work on it. You have to, the deadline's going to be, at 9 a.m. That's just electronic. Then from 9 to 10.30, you can come pick up the hard copy of the writing component. Um, that will also just be emailed out. So if you don't want, if you don't want the hard copy, that's, that's fine. The hard copy is gonna be $10. Um, you don't have to actually come to Purcell to pick it up. But that being said, we highly recommend that you do pick up the hard copy because there's so much material, it is easier, I think, at least, to have that. But if you want to save trees or you prefer to read on a laptop, then that's your choice. Make sure you sign up. This is a hard deadline. There will be no exceptions made. You must sign up by Wednesday, February 27th. On the 27th is actually when you're going to get your blind grading number, which you'll use for personal statements and for the tryout. All right, and with that, I'm going to invite Lindsay Fisher, Editor-in-Chief of JLP, the Journal of Law and Politics, to discuss a little bit um, about the editing component. Thanks, Vicki. Um, hey, everyone. I'm just going to give you a little bit of an overview of what to expect on the editing component. Um, the first thing that I want to say is um, to just echo what Vicki said about anything you may have heard about the substance of the journal tryout from 2Ls or 3Ls, because um, we have made some changes that Vicki alluded to. Um, so if you get specific advice from people from 2Ls, 3Ls, um, anyone that's not your PA, basically, you can thank them 
very kindly for their input, um, but you should listen to the information that you hear at this session, at the writing workshop, at the blue booking sessions, and from your PAs, um, because like I said, we've made some changes and, and they're not monumental in some instances, but they are very significant. And so um, it's really important that you take in this information. It will be repeated to you many, many times um, in most instances in more specificity. But I just want to start with that because um, I know people have already started talking about this. But um, another thing I just want to kind of preface the conversation about the editing component is, is that um, this is something that as an editorial board member, you're going to be doing. Um, we're not asking you to do something that is artificial. Um, we are putting scope limitations on the editing component, so you're not you know, overly spending, um, wasting time that you could be doing, you could be doing other things like studying. Um, but it is, it is designed to test um, the skills that you will need when you get on a journal. So um, that being said, you're going to be responsible for actually editing an article. Um, you're going to be doing everything from grammatical, spelling, and stylistic changes to blue booking, as, as Vicki mentioned. Um, and you, again, when you get the trial, you will have much more specificity within the instructions that tell you exactly what you're supposed to be working on um, within the, the article or two that you're given. But the, the basic premise is that you're going to be asked to edit an article. Um, and one thing that I, um, I would highly suggest that you do, and you can reach out to your PAs for help with this, is to tab your blue book. Um, there really isn't much else you can do in advance to prepare for the editing component, but tabbing your blue book. Um, I tabbed my blue book during, you know, before the tryout, my one all year. I use the tabs in this blue book every other day in my job as editor-in-chief. So it will help you not only perform well on the, the trial in terms of you know, efficiency of finding the rules in the blue book, but it will also help you in the future too. Um, okay, and then um, some important things that I, I just want to highlight, I'll also talk about them in the context of, um, of honor expectations in a minute, but um, you're going to only have eight hours to work on the editing component of the tryout. Um, you will have the editing component in your possession for more than eight hours. So it's really important that you do whatever you need to do to ensure that you are only working on the editing component for eight hours. If that means downloading a timer on your computer or you know, sitting at, you know, tables away from another student in the library and like you both know you started the tryout at the same time and you're both going to end it at the same time. So whatever that might be, um, you just need to make sure that you're holding yourself accountable to that because it would be considered an honor code violation if you um, work on the tryout for more than eight hours. We're trying to make this uh, a level playing field for everyone. And um, you know, just as a little bit of background, the reason that you will have the editing component for more than eight hours is we know that some of you like to work in the morning. Some of you may be night owls and want to stay up late working on it. Uh, but this way, everyone has the same opportunity to do um, as well as they can on the tryout, at least for the editing component, in that you only have eight hours to work on it. So um, that I think that's all I will say about the editing component right now. And I'll, um, I'll let Vicki talk briefly about the writing component, too. Right. And I, I wanted to briefly mention, and I'm sorry for forgetting earlier, I'm the trial administrator now. This You're going to deal with me for the next month. And those of you who decide to take it weekend one, you will be dealing with me. And then weekend two, uh, I'd like to introduce Alex Butler, um, who will be the trial administrator starting weekend two. And then anything post-trial, uh, after, after that, she will be the person to contact. 
All right, so um, uh, now back to the mechanics, the writing component. Um, once again, there are changes happening. Um, there might be information that you get from two Ls and three Ls that is going to be incorrect. You cannot really prepare for this right now, so just go into it thinking whatever's gonna be on the prompt is what will be the prompt. And that's very important that you, that you keep that in mind, that, that this might not necessarily look like the trial that it has in the past. The trial actually has changed many times, and so this is just something that happens because it's something that happens here at UVA where people just only trust what, what the last year or the year before did, and that's, that's not the case necessarily. So please just keep that in mind. Um, basically, you're going to get a, a big packet of sources. Um, there are going to be mostly cases, and you're only going, you're going to have to write an essay that is uh, 10 pages um, or less. Um, and that's going to be a very strict limit, it, that it can only be up to 10 pages, and formatting, all that has to be what we say the formatting is. We're going to go over that more in the writing workshops, um, but just keep that in mind that that's what you're the task. It's going to be edit for eight hours, get the packet, read the packet, write an essay responding to the prompt. That, that's the trial. All right. Okay. So... Um, we're going to talk about this at basically probably every other session that you will you know, hear information about the journal tryout, but I, I just want to give you all um, like very both specifically and generally kind of the expectations for um, honor code requirements for the tryout and also not just honor code violations potentially, but being disqualified from the tryout. I think it's important for you all to know what those things are, those parameters are, um, going into this and, and hearing it early and hearing it often. So um, the first thing um, that I'll just say at the outset is that you cannot talk to anyone about the tryout from March 1st until March 17th. So there will be some people who will take it the first weekend. There will be some people who take it the second weekend. There are some people who have accommodations. Um, even if you know that someone took the tryout the first weekend and you did too, you should not be talking to that person about the tryout because people could overhear you, people could read, you know, could be sitting behind you in the library and see what you're typing on your computer. It's just a hard, fast rule. You should not be talking about the tryout from March 1st to March 17th. If you want to talk about the tryout or complain about the tryout or be excited about the trial with someone, call your parents, call your friends who don't go here, um, but you should not be talking to anyone within the UVA law community about the tryout from March 1st to March 17th. Um, Another note, don't post about it on social media. Um, people have done this in the past, and it is, it is very inappropriate. Do not post pictures of any part of the tryout. Um, just, just don't do it from March 1st to March 17th. I think you all can, um, you can do that. Um, the second thing is that um, this is going to be a closed universe tryout. So you're not going to be required to do any outside research at all. Everything that you will need will be given to you within the packet that you are given the weekend you're taking the tryout. You will not need to click any links in any of the documents. You will not need to go on Lexis or Westlaw or the internet for any other reason. Um, so just keep that in mind because you may think that that is required of you. It is not ever required of you. So you will, again, in the instructions, you will understand better with better specificity what I, what I mean exactly. But just know right now, you are not required to go anywhere outside of the tryout packet to do anything, um, with the exception of using a resource like the Blue Book. But you don't need to do any outside research. Um, 
again, I've already mentioned that you can't spend more than eight hours on the tryout. Do whatever you need to do to make sure that 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 you're adhering to that. Uh, you may not miss class to work on the tryout. This shouldn't be an issue for anyone, but um, it is an honor code violation for you to miss class to work on the tryout. That is, again, a hard and fast rule. Um, you may also not keep copies of any part of the tryout after you submit it. That includes paper copies, electronic copies, um, email copies, anything like that. You must destroy all of those things after you've turned in your tryout, um, with the exception of your, of your, yeah, your, your, essay. your essay. Yeah. Um, but nothing that comes to you in the tryout packet. Um, if you have an accommodation, you must also adhere to the restrictions that are given to you related to that. Um, those are more specific, and they would you know, depend on each individual's circumstances. But um, if the tryout administrator gives you a set you know, instruction um, or restriction, then you must adhere to that. And, and failing to do so will result in the same consequences as any of the other um, violations of any of the other restrictions. Um, I think this goes without saying, but you cannot work with other students on the tryout. Um, I'm sure you will see people in and around the school who are doing the tryout at the same time as you. Don't talk about the tryout. Don't work on it together. Um, hard, again, hard and fast rule. Just don't do it. Um, and then the last thing I'll just say, and I, um, is this still a slide? No. Okay. Um, the last thing I'll just say is that um, I, I don't want to scare you, and I don't anticipate us having any issues related to this, but if you do violate these rules, not only will you be disqualified from the trial um, and you will not be considered for membership on any of the journals, but you'll also be reported to the University Honor Committee um, and to the Student Conduct Committee. Um, this is not something I wanna do or anyone wants to do. We are setting out these expectations and repeating them often, um, and I, I think they're pretty straightforward and common sense so that everyone has a fair um, and equal chance to perform well on the trial. So um, if you have questions about any of those things, you're always welcome to ask me beforehand. Like, you can ask Vicki, you can ask Alex. Um, use the resources that that um, we have provided to you. But um, you should you should know that these are the parameters. They will be repeated often um, from now until until you finish the trial. So, thanks. thank you, thank you, Lindsay. All right. Um, most of this you already got, we already told you, so electronic copies, and then there's going to be the hard copies that you can pick up. Um, and again, we're gonna go in more detail with things. Make sure that you have track changes, that you know how to use track changes. Make sure that you, all your software is up to date. We have issues with this every year. Um, and so please, things like making sure that you're backing up, all, all of those we have a sort of technical problems every year. And you can prevent this now by making sure that everything is running well on your computer. Um, make sure you also have the timer. This is something new because of the editing component. Please make sure you have a timer. It can be your phone, it can be on your computer, but you need to be tra tracking your eight hour limit. Um, uh, for the writing component, make sure you have a PDF reader. I think most people do, but just make sure that's working. Um, and like, so. Um, and then deadlines are strict. Deadlines are strict. It's very painful. I, I had to do it and it, it hurts a lot, but I have disqualified people in the past uh, when I did this last year. Um, minute late will be disqualified. Um, really. Um, so you need to make sure that you have your electronic copy in of both the editing. So the editing component and writing component are, you're submitting it electronically, but what is also added is that if you have the hard copy of the writing component, you also need to submit that 
on time. So all three things need to submit it on time, otherwise you will be disqualified. All right, uh, just briefly about accommodations. Um, please reach out to me if you think that you need to do this by February 22nd if you uh, qualify for an accommodation. If you receive an accommodation for, uh, to the school uh, for taking exams, um, you're likely to qualify as well. Um, if we have uh, religious, or if it's for religious reasons, um, reach out and we'll figure out what works um, accordingly uh, with your restrictions. Um, I highly, 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 highly recommend that if you are going to have an accommodation, you do weekend two. Um, please, it's going to be just difficult with classes if you do weekend one. So if you didn't realize weekend one is the weekend before spring break, and weekend two is like the, this, the start of spring break. Um, so it, it's up to you if you want to cut into your spring break or not, but if you have an accommodation, you really, really need to do weekend two. Other quick forms, just to know, we're going to ask you for a contact information form and grade waivers. Um, this is for VLR. Um, if you want to be considered for the grade, we're going to explain a little bit of that later for any of the, um, the grade on or what's going to be holistic review this year, uh, starting this year, we need you to release your grades to us. It will be strictly confidential. Um, um, but it is, it is necessary. Otherwise, you're going to be limited to only what's called the write-on method. Um, and we are also asking this year um, for, a, is, uh, for a demographic survey. Um, this is going to be in no way tied at all. Uh, no blind grading number, no email recording, no, uh, nothing. Um, this is just for our purposes only to understand who's taking the tryout and, and the like. Um, if you could please fill out the demographic survey, we would really greatly appreciate it. Um, all right. So when you get, uh, after you take the journals, uh, the tryout, you have three journals that you may pick. The invitations from uh, the various journals other than VLR will go out on March 29th. Um, if it is necessary, which it has been in the past, um, though there's a change this year, there used to be two journals you could only take, now it's three, we will run a second round. Do not worry if you do not get an invitation in the first round because we have a second round. Not everybody gets on the first round. So please please make sure you understand this and that there's nothing there's nothing wrong with you or anything. It happens to a lot of people. All right. So if but so if necessary, we will have the second round after that. Um, and then and that will just be that I you know I will contact you if that's the case. Um, and then on uh, April 22nd is when the lists will be posted. We'll go over a little bit more of the tips at the at the writing workshops. Um, I think would be better. Um, and then do because I want to go ahead and get to meeting the journals. Um, so please come again to the writing workshops and the blue booking sessions, where I think we can go into a lot more specifics on some tips that we'll have various members uh, talking about how, what you need to do on on both components. All right. So we are going to go in order of a year of establishment um, with each journal. Um, and so I present to you first Campbell Haynes for Law Review. <laughs> How's it going, y'all? Does this work? Nope. There we go. All right. Um, is it working? I don't think it's working. Is there another it is. mic? It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like Vicky said, I'm Campbell. 
I'm the editor-in-chief of the Law Review this year. Uh, I'm going to briefly explain VLR, and then after that, I'll explain the membership uh, process for VLR. So we publish eight times a year. Uh, that's four issues uh, in the spring, four in the fall. Um, part of membership on VLR is, like Vicky said, you do site checks. We require 10 to 11 site checks. Um, that's substantially more than the other journals because we publish more. Um, we've been in existence since uh, 1913. This is our 106th year of publication. Um, and we publish on a wide range of subjects. We're a generalist journal. So in the pages of VLR, you'll find everything from admin and constitutional law to, in about a month and a half, a very, very deep dive on the history of racial inequality um, and segregation in Charlottesville and how that impacts uh, health outcomes and racial justice outcomes today. So very broad swath of things, and we try to publish in a lot of different areas without getting too deep into any one subject. So membership. Uh, like Vicky said, the membership process is slightly different this year than in years past. Um, to be considered for membership, you must do the journal tryout and you must score in the top 90% of the people who take the journal tryout. And the reason this is is because in years past, we've had people who um, assumed that their grades were at the top of the class and so they didn't have to do the journal tryout. We think it's very important that everyone takes the journal tryout and takes it very seriously because it's a very important way that we and all of the other journals evaluate uh, whether or not you'd make a good member. From there, there are three ways to get um, onto VLR through uh, the journal tryout process as a 1-0. The first is to get on through your grades. That's uh, about a third of the students. Um, the, first, the second is to get on through the journal tryout itself. So we take the top students um, who have done very well in the journal tryout based on our evaluations. And the final one is holistic review, which is the most students that we take. And that will be based on an evaluation of a student's grades, a student's uh, score on the journal tryout, and then a student's personal statement about why they think they would be a good member of the review or what specifically they would add that the review is currently lacking. An additional important way that you can also get onto the review, although not through the journal tryout, is what's called noting on. And that means that you write a note in a seminar or sometimes in, in an independent study with a professor and then get onto the law review that way. Um, that is an equally valid way to get onto the review. And we've actually had two students this year who've gotten onto the review in my class, um, one with a piece that will probably reshape campaign finance law, or at least a small part of it this summer, and then another with a piece about Confederate monuments um, and Confederate named schools. So if you're more um, inclined to just write a really long paper and you think maybe the journal tryout isn't the best test of your skills, don't worry, there are, there are ways to get on through that method. Thank you. Hey everyone, I'm Nick Stiles. I'm the editor-in-chief of the Virginia Journal of International Law. We are the oldest specialty journal at the law school. We were founded in 1960. And in the past 60 years, we've developed a reputation for publishing some of the top scholarship in the field of international law. Some of the recent articles that we've published have included a piece about balancing military necessity with humanity and international conflict a piece comparing the rights of refugees with the need to, to identify ways to improve American security, and a piece discussing the emergence of stealth theocracies in constitutions across the globe. So pretty much anything that's going to touch on international law, we're willing to consider, look at, and publish. Our scholarship's been recognized nationally and around the globe. 
the current journal rankings the Washington Elite puts out has us ranked as not only the number one specialty journal at UVA, but the number one student-edited international law journal in the country, beating out similar journals from schools like Harvard, Yale, and Stanford. We're one of the world's premier journals of international law, and a little bit about what it takes to be on our journal. Uh, Campbell mentioned already sort of the site check process. For us, we typically ask for two to three site checks in a year. Uh, we don't ask for more than three. And we'll publish three issues a year in a typical year. Uh, usually we try to do one in the fall, one in the winter, and one in the spring. Our membership selection follows the tryout. We look at the editing and the writing components. Uh, we don't require a personal statement, but we strongly encourage one. If for no other reason than that one of our sort of big points of pride as a journal of the law school is that we have one of the largest member bases of any specialty journal of the law school, and our members come from a really diverse range of backgrounds and experiences. So just being able to hear why you're interested in international law, if you have any work in an international law field, or just why you want to be on our journal is something that really is important to us. So we'll, re we'll read through all of those. And I will say, I, I applied to be on Vigil because I was interested in international law. But of the journals that I ranked, I chose to Vigil because of the people that I met when I went to the open house and to the acceptance fair that happened after the tryout. And so I would encourage you for us and for all the journals that you're going to hear from after me, just go and talk to people. That's really the best way you can find if you know a journal and membership is the right fit for you. Um, I think my email is on the slide behind me. Please reach out to me. Um, you can grab me in the hall, talk to us, or just come by the open house. Um, really would like to see a lot, anyone who wants to apply, and I wish you all the best of the tryout. Thanks. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is McLean Taggart. I'm the editor-in-chief of the Virginia Tax Review. Um, like uh, Vigil, we're a little bit younger, but we're also one of the oldest journals here at the law school. Um, we are um, also consistently ranked as the number one tax journal in the country, both student edited or professional. Um, we, the, the interesting thing about tax is that it is both extremely specific, but it is also very broad. We get articles um, related to all sorts of different topics, obviously business law, um, but also politics, international law, um, social policy, um, all related to the tax implications on those topics, but v a very broad um, area that we cover uh, within the realm of tax. Um, we publish three times a year. Uh, we require a site check with each of those times, but only during your 2L year. During your 3L year, your responsibilities shift a little bit, um, and you do not have to do site checks. Um, during your 3L year, uh, it's a much um, less responsibility uh, after your 2L year. Uh, we, aside from publishing and, and the responsibilities that are related to being a member of the Virginia Tax Review, we also have been putting a huge emphasis on making sure you have a good experience as a member of the journal. So we have a very active softball team. We do social events every semester. We have a great office space that we encourage all students to use. During finals, we have drinks and snacks and food consistently in the office. So. Um, you'll be getting a lot out of the tax review, not just as experience and reading inter interesting articles, um, but also just a good experience to meet people and interact and have a social circle within the journal that you're contributing so much of your work to. So I look forward to uh, reading your guys' tryouts.
Hi, y'all. I'm Bonnie Cantwell, and I'm editor-in-chief of Virginia Environmental Law Journal. Um, we are a high-performing, low-drama journal that goes to press. <laughs> Three times a year, we go on hikes about twice a year, and we drink sparkling water in the office about every week. Um, we would expect y'all to um, help us out with site checks for all of those publication times, um, and we would invite y'all to just join in the community of environmental law here on campus. Fortunately, we talk a lot about more than recycling, um, so anything from New York real estate to Texas oil and gas will have a hook to environmental law, and whatever passions you have, we would really encourage you to share those with our community and to contribute to the scholarship through the note process, which is not required, um, but is an excellent opportunity for you to get your name into print. We also would encourage you to take advantage of our mentorship opportunities and rise up into positions on our junior managing board and our senior managing board. Um, this responsibility really gives you a stake in the journal, but it also gives you something awesome to talk about during clerkship interviews and the OGI process. So your success is really something that we have in mind from the outset. Um, please come and talk to us at the journal open house and learn a little bit more about what we're up to. Thanks guys. Hi, y'all. Lindsay Fisher again. Um, I'm the editor-in-chief of the Journal of Law and Politics, and we've been around since 1983. Actually, um, we were founded under the guidance of then-Circuit Judge Antonin Scalia, um, but we are we were the first and remain the only nonpartisan publication that's devoted exclusively to examining the intersection of law and politics. Um, and similar to what some of the other journals have noted, um, you may have an idea of what you think the intersection of law and politics looks like, um, but expand that probably 10 times and that gives you an idea of what we write or what we publish about in our journal. So everything from your traditional redistricting, campaign finance, voting rights um, type articles um, to state constitutional law, religious liberty issues, politics in education, the role of the judiciary, federalism. So we cover a lot more than um, maybe what you came into law school thinking um, law and politics means. We also host a number of events throughout the year. Some of you may have attended a talk with um, Sixth Circuit Judge um, Jeffrey Sutton. Back in the fall, we were a co-sponsor with VLR of that event. We also are hosting a symposium on election law on March 5th, so I hope to see some of you there. Um, so we, we really encourage anyone who has ideas about law and politics to, um, to join the journal, apply to join the journal, um, to share those ideas with us. Um, even if you don't end up joining, joining the journal, we encourage students to write notes, to submit notes to the journal. Um, we are um, welcoming those as we speak and will be in the future as well. Um, we publish three times a year, and we require site checks of only two L's, so you will not have any site check responsibilities um, as a first year, and you will not have any as a third year. Um, there are also leadership opportunities for first years. We rely heavily on our 2L managing board. We have a pretty um, lean, mean senior managing board this year, and as such, we have been able to delegate a lot of responsibility. Um, and I think that that provides um, a couple of benefits. As as Bonnie mentioned, it's something great to talk about um, in interviews. It gives you a stake in the journal, um, but it also gives you an, an idea of whether or not you would like to serve on the senior senior managing board, and gives you a taste of what the different 
um, the different positions are, the responsibilities, um, and, and whether or not that's something that you think you can um, take on as a third year. Um, the other thing I'll mention is that we have a very extensive alumni base, uh, many of whom are based in Washington, D.C., um, New York, everyone from folks in the, in the academy to top law firms, people who are practicing election law today, people who are practicing in all sorts of other spaces. Um, and that's something that we want to continue um, can making connections with, with our students here at UVA Law, with our great alumni base too. So um, we encourage you to come talk at the open house. I have class until 540, but there will be a representative there um, from 5 to 540. And then you can come talk to me from 540 on. So hope to see you on Thursday. Hi, everyone. I'm Sierra Rogers. I'm the editor-in-chief of the Virginia Journal of Social Policy and the Law. Uh, we publish on a wide array of topics, anything that intersects with law and different policy bases, uh, including healthcare, immigration. Uh, we had a symposium on marriage equality. So we really are this kind of wide-reaching journal. Um, and we publish three times a year on these different things. Uh, a lot of what we take comes from the interaction between our managing board and the authors and what we get. So it's this really you know, interesting process where what we publish can really change from issue to issue. Um, we have a lot of opportunity early for 1Ls and 2Ls on our managing board as well as our junior managing board, but those full-fledged positions are also available. Uh, again, it's a great thing to talk about during OGI and clerkship interviews and really hones your skills in legal scholarship. So if you have any interest in publishing in you know, any of these policy platform areas or writing and editing and being part of it, I really strongly encourage you to get in contact with me and contact with folks on my board. And of course, we'll be available throughout this process to talk with you all. So please consider SOPA. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Tyler Fredericks, and I'm the editor-in-chief of the Virginia Journal of Law and Technology, or VJOLT for short. Um, just quickly, if you want to learn more afterwards, after this session, you can go to our website. It's vjolt.org. Very easy to remember. Um, so we were founded in 1996. We're uh, Virginia's first online-only publication. Uh, so f first online-only journal. So we actually don't publish in print. Uh, so we're able to kind of save that funding costs and kind of administrative uh, responsibilities, and we're able to do other things with that time and money, like uh, bringing in speakers. Last year, we brought in the general counsel of Verizon. Uh, and last semester, we brought in the chair of the American Bar Association's section on law and technology. And we have another great event that's coming up later this semester. Um, we do, in, in terms of responsibilities, we'd have an average of two site checks a year. Um, and we also have leadership opportunities that are available for 1Ls. A lot of the current masthead, which is uh, journal jargon for the heads of the journal, the executive board, uh, a lot of the masthead now is actually second years who got those positions when they were first years. So they were able to kind of discuss what it was that they were doing for the journal uh, I don't know, in OGI during interviews or for clerkship opportunities. And I also want to stress, so first, on our journal, uh, we have a lot of people who are tech savvy, people who had engineering backgrounds, computer science, uh, chemistry, various science backgrounds, but you don't have to be tech literate to be on the Journal of Law and Tech. I think that that might be a common misconception. I actually am not, uh, I don't have a hard science background. I was an economics major, um, but 
I'm still able to like read the articles and understand them. And so kind of if you have an interest in uh, like new ideas and how the law relates to them, then this is definitely a journal for you. Um, recent publications that we've had have focused on big data and blockchain uh, and encryption and privacy. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, um, like then please apply. And if you're if you want to hear more, come to our open house. We'll have people there. Uh, yeah, looking forward to reading your tryouts. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Jackie Malzone. I am the editor-in-chief of the Virginia Sports and Entertainment Law Journal. We call it VASE. Um, <clears throat> basically, anything that you heard these other people say that they write about, we also write about, but with a sports and entertainment gloss. So if you're interested in tax, if you're interested in business, if you're interested in criminal law or environmental, we do pieces like that, but with a sports or entertainment twist to it. So if sports entertainment is something you're interested um, as your career goals, we're a great place for you. We're also a great place for you if you just want an outlet for your sports and entertainment interests. We have a very wide mix of people on our board. Um, we do publish twice a year and we do two site checks a year. Your first site check will be um, this in the spring of your 1L or the beginning of the summer, which is actually, it sounds bad right now, but it's actually really great because it gives you something to talk about substantially at OGI when they see it on your resume and say, oh, what's this journal like? you have something to say. Um, your 3L year, you'll only have one site check in the fall, so your responsibilities end pretty early, which is nice too. Uh, we do host two symposiums roughly a year. Uh, if anyone was at our entertainment symposium last uh, in the fall, we had speakers come and discuss the Disney-Fox merger, and then we will be hosting our sports entertainment uh, in the next month or so, so keep an eye out for that. We do have positions for uh, 1Ls on our managing board. Actually, quite a large chunk of our managing board consists of 1Ls. So if you wanted more responsibility to learn more about what goes into publishing a journal, definitely look into applying for one of those positions. Um, and just to give you a little bit of a taste of the sorts of things that we published, or recent pieces included um, a piece on Concussions in the NFL and how that might actually lead to a defense in criminal litigation. Um, we have a piece on copyright and what should count as creativity and authorship. Um, we have a wide range of pieces on uh, religion and in sports in Israel, and it's all very different, all very interesting. Um, if you want to learn more, feel free to email me, stop me in the hallway, and come to our open house this week. Hello everyone, I'm Charles Condro. I'm the editor-in-chief of the Virginia Law and Business Review. Um, we are, I think, by number of editors, um, the largest specialty journal, and uh, we really use that as an opportunity to um, not limit the amount of work you do, but make sure you're doing very focused work. So we have a maximum of two site checks that you'll have to do, and um, that'll be done by the end of your 2L year. Um, as you can see from the name, we publish on a pretty wide variety of topics. If it is tangentially related to business and we you know, appreciate the scholarship, we're happy to publish it. Um, one of the things that we really focus on is uh, the involvement of our student editors. And so we reserve at least 12 leadership positions uh, for 1Ls. A number of those are on our managing board. and. Uh, 
one of the really special things about that is um, we actually have an article review committee that's made up of 1Ls allowing um, students as soon as they get on the journal to have some say in the type of articles we're publishing within that sort of very large framework that we've set up. Um, we're also uh, working on an alumni database um, to make sure that we have contacts. Um, we have people working in all the major markets throughout um, the US that we're going to be working to put our, uh, our editors in contact with. And um, we've also been able to publish, although we don't require a, uh, a student note, we're going to be able to publish articles written by students um, now in consecutive uh, volumes. And um, yeah, uh, you can reach out to me. I have a, a lot of free time, so I'll probably get back to you very quickly. And um, yeah. yeah, so I'm done now, apparently. That's, uh... Hi, everyone. I'm Sanders Womack. I'm the managing editor of the Virginia Journal of Criminal Law. Uh, we publish twice a year. Uh, we have international and national, um, from international and national scholars. We also do a symposium once a year. Most recently, we had Judge Jed Rakoff keynote a discussion on the future of forensic and statistic evidence. Um, the journal's open, it's not just for future prosecutors and future public defenders, especially if you're not going to be in one of those, it's a helpful uh, signal and you can show interest and explore your interest in an area um, uh, to demonstrate um, for that white collar firm interview or for the clerkship interview, uh, your interest in it. The obligations on our editorial board are not particularly onerous. We have just two site checks a year, um, nothing in your 1L year and nothing over the summer. Uh, that's it. I've enjoyed my time. And I hope to see many of you try out. All right. Thank you, everyone, very much for coming. I hope that that information was helpful to you. And we will see you at the open house on Thursday, 5 to 7, SCOCO. Thank you. <laughs>